Walloping Web Snappers, it's Cave Crisis, the comic book podcast that we do every week. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, and I'm here with regular co-hosts, uh, Christopher Antista, and sometimes co-host and the good old buddy, uh, permanent host, Cave Crisis, Brett Elston, oh, come on, and special guest for this episode, <laughs> can you yeah? do this again? He's already took his headphones off. Hello? No. No, come on. You have to say one word. Don't say, and don't say one word. That's not funny. God damn it! There's nothing I can do about this. Say you say, say, this you can, say anything. That's fine. Because the real re- say any say say anything is your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bioshock. Damn it! There we go. Charlie Barrett, you gonna leave? I was, Jesus! I was trying. I wanted, I wanted Brett's thing to be the first one, so I was going to just uh, leave Henry hanging there. Tease it, tease it. But you're here, Charlie. You read any comics? Uh, I've um, read some of Henry's comics. I haven't returned to him in two years. Sitting on your shelf. <laughs> I think it's more like four years at this point. Four, I don't think I've even known you four years. It's our old buddy Charlie Barrett, uh, currently at At Gamer, formerly our pal at Games Radar, currently sitting in this kitchen, currently sitting in, in Spider-Man the Spider-Man T-shirt, studios. a Calvin and Hobbes T-shirt, and. Henry's signature striped T-shirt. That's his <laughs> signature. He's wearing the Linus. Hey, I have way more Linusy shirts. Me too. I, actually, I always think of you as the the Earthbound kid when you're wearing those shirts. Mm. I thought not the Earthbound kid. It was the, Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I thought of Chris. He was wearing one of his striped shirts recently. I was I thought it was more like Bert or Bert. Yeah, Harry. was it? Is my head too tall? My hair thinning? Mm. Oh, Jesus, hey, come <laughs> on, man! You could have sugarcoated that. Sorry. Uh, all right. We talk about comic books on this show, and other things, too, that uh, upset the audience. <laughs> Though I was getting... I got some competing co- uh, twit- twits at me recently on Twitter. Uh, some people saying, like, this one guy... Several people complain, like, God, do you have to bitch about Newsroom every episode? It turns out, yes, and I had no greater thrill than opening up the second segment with a Newsroom theme song. But then the other, but then another person <laughs> said, I love when you guys, I go love when topic. you guys go off and topic. And I think when people don't like me go off topic is when it gets political, and that's polarizing. Newsroom is slightly political. Do you see the Funny or Die? Hell yeah. yeah no, I, the I Funny or Die parody of the opening act of Newsroom talking about what a bad show Newsroom is, but it could be why is newsroom the best show on TV it's like well oh it, it's not the best show on TV do you think it's the writing it's got good good writing and great actors what about breaking bad uh <laughs> madman it's oh, a good comic book podcast guess yeah I know. yes so welcome welcome <laughs> I love but I love to make fun of newsroom so much I have hereby sworn to have a Jeff Daniels impression by the end of the year. That's right, everybody. Is that it? Yes, I will have a Will McAvoy, Jeff Daniels, Aaron Sorkin impression by the end of 2013. They call themselves Republicans, though yeah. Republicans shouldn't. It's, no, that's not yeah, a little Sam the Eagle. Mm. <laughs> All right. Who is uh, a Republican, I feel like, right? That's, like his, char- that's his whole character, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, are you taking off, Charlie? I think you should re-record the whole beginning. Stop to it, it! To make it more special. When why I did you ruin ones. it? I tried not to. Uh, why did you ruin it with all that silence? I took my headphones off. You guys yeah. just couldn't take no, take, take no for I thought you're li- I thought you'd just say goodbye. Here's your one word. Oh, that would be good. Let's mm. start over. Okay. <laughs> oh! 
Okay. Oh. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Gabe Crisis. We have a special guest this week. I'm Chris Antista. I'm Bort Alston. And we're here with Charlie Barrett. No? Just say one word, Charlie. I don't Charlie. understand what the bit is say now. Say goodbye! <laughs> we had to play the theme song again and everything. All right. <laughs> Do it one more time. Okay, one more time. One more time. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Cave Crisis. I'm Henry Gilbert. <laughs> I'm Chris Adesia. I am Brett Elston. We're here with a special guest. Come on, man. This is... This is still... Is this free? But it's still <laughs> occupying people's consciousness. There is a price to that, and you have to respect it. Goodbye. There you go. Finally. Get the fuck out of here. Charlie Barrett, everybody. <laughs> Charlie Barrett. Listen to VG Empire. <laughs> uh, eventually, oh, good. It'll be a little, a couple weeks. Charlie Barrett, we hate to see him go. Charlie, where you going? Whoa! Charlie, where you going? Yeah, there you go. Classic. Classic. Get out, yes. Look at all this Foley, Foley effects. Bye. Day Foley. Thank you. Surely this will not require a lot of post production. Nah, just Jesus. let it all go. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure the listeners will love it every second of it. It's so man, back to newsroom. It's, it's, no. <laughs> no. All right, comic books. I want to talk about one I read uh, real qu- first off. Is is newsroom comic adaptation? Near. Uh, it was... Uh, it's a 360 game. I played the... Uh, I played... By play, I mean read. The, uh, the Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine book. Yeah, uh, how was that? Entire five issues. Well... Uh-oh. The art is great. And, but he wrote it too, and that's the problem. That it's really like it's not a good story, but it just seemed like Frank Cho. If you know Frank Cho's work, you know he likes drawing sexy ladies, mm-hmm. dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like it. a fifteen-year-old wish list of mine. Uh, seriously, so dinosaurs, and, uh, sexy ladies, and Wolverine, and maybe you know, and print my bed. If I could get some Maiden in there, that'd be great. Yeah. So there's. So the story is that uh, Shauna the She Devil, his like one of his favorite cheesecake characters to draw, right. uh, she is in trouble in the Savage Land, and then Wolverine is like this is how bad the writing is. Wolverine is magically teleported to the Savage Land <laughs> by an unknown force that gets no real explanation. That he just shows up, kills some natives, Does it teams really up with Shauna as many times as they go to the Savage. The Marvel characters go to the Savage Land. Mm-hmm. Does it really matter how they get there? It's still the Savage Land. Yeah, well, so, and then it's just Wolverine, like, Wolverine stabbing dinosaurs for a lot of pages. <laughs> All these different dinosaurs. For a hundred pages. Really? Even the endangered ones? Well, none are endangered in the Savage Land. <laughs> They're all the same level of endangered. I've been uh, re- still rereading, and I bought... Uh, bought via <coughs> via combination of eBay and Amazon the Marvel Masterworks for all the Claremont uh, Burn uh, ah, good Uncan- stuff. Uncanny X Men. Yeah. I'm up to. I just finished the Dark Phoenix saga, realizing I had never actually read the Dark Phoenix saga. Thank you. Mm. I, I I apologize for that a long time ago. Is the one thing I never read and realized that not a lot of people actually did read that. It's uh, it's, it's good. <laughs> it was cool because uh, if you start with that Marvel Masterworks Volume One with basically giant X Men. Mm-hmm. And Giant then, X-Men and then the plane crash, the plane and, all crash that stuff. and all that stuff. It's like, uh, you actually get the... I don't know, I found it quite operatic and fun, and that's what led me to start Sequential Fart, has been uh, my Tumblr, which has been reading all these old comics, and while I mostly buy digital, I do buy these old comics and these big trades that I can find. I like um, when they uh, when the, you first see the Shi'ar Empire, like the, it's a really oh, neat... Man. 
universe. It's so yeah, it, it's weird because that's also the introduction of like X Men in space. Yeah, it, I mean yeah. it's it's really the beginning of X Men as the world knows them. Because mm-hmm. before that, it was this like other book that wasn't Fantastic Four and Spider Man. Yeah, they were just a weirdo team, kind of. And I the, though that I always remember the character Eric the Red. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, but one other well, that one I posted on there when Eric the Red like we. <laughs> We oh, yeah. we we liberated Magneto from the prison where you turned him into a baby, and it's like this picture of this dude in space red armor talking to what's clearly Magneto as a baby, and you're like, yeah, like wait, this happened? When did this happen? At like the end of 2001: a Space. They wrote themselves uh, into a corner with Magneto, and then when he aged back up, I believe he then got in charge of the team. Like he was, he became a team leader of the X-Men at one point. Not in the part where I'm at. Well, I like the Claremont... Sorry, I spoiled it. Um, I don't care. I, Claremont made a good point that I read recently about that era of books with Magneto, mm-hmm. where he said that like Magneto owned the X-Men like every time they fought. Yeah. And like after 50 or 60 issues... They finally had a battle where they fought to a standstill. They didn't beat Magneto, but Magneto didn't beat them either. Mm. And that's as far as he would take it. He was like, that's how you build up a villain. You can't just have... Mm, yeah. When you have characters, especially like Spider-Man, this was a big problem when he was across multiple books. Like, Dr. Octopus would be beaten like four times a year. Like, he would right. just appear too much. So, it wouldn't be that special. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what uh, I thought. That was a good point. No, know. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm in like volume five of these books, and they really are. Every time Magneto shows up, it's like a holy crap, all hands on deck moment. Yeah. And that's why people. That's the why Devil Mag- Joe of the, uh, the Devil Joe. That's why Magneto that's matters as a villain now. Like they, but they yeah. earned all that cred back then. <laughs> and speaking of that, I, I mean, I talk about this every time I'm on the show, but. Uh, the Battle of the Atom has started in the X-Men yeah. comics. And, I've, read, uh, I read all that. I've read everything up to this point, which is only, what, Battle of the Atom 1 and, and then un- all, new. all new X-Men. Uh, and they're all still good. This is the most interested in X-Men I've been in my I've life. Actually, Short of 1992 I've in the really animated I've really liked series. everything so far. I'm not going to complain about it too long, but I can't keep up with all the goddamn $4 issues every <laughs> goddamn week. I can't do wait. that with everything. But I was willing to, like... Okay, Battle of the Atom. I'm, fam- I'm familiarized with all these books. Yeah, I know Uncanny. I know X Men. I know all new. I can jump into this. It'll be fun. Also, I'm excited yeah. that post Battle of the Atom is when they're going to launch Amazing X Men. Oh, great! The new. Well, wait, eh, wait up. It's supposed to. It's it's written by Jason Aaron, who's been I think killing it with Wolverine and his and the X Men. Mm-hmm. But Amazing X Men is supposed to be the more fun X Men oh. team again, and it starts with. The return of Nightcrawler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nightcrawler is swashbuckling, lighthearted fun. Where is he now? Like, dead. Oh, he's, he's, he's been, been dead. dead, yeah. He, you he, have the Bamps. They're awesome. The Bamps are fun, and I think they're the thing to open the door for the mm, return of probably. Because he's definitely... They're all a little bunch of little horror cruxes. Like, he's all over the Claremont stuff, obviously, but it's yeah. like, he's super fun. He's but I, I, yeah, he's a fun character. He's lighthearted. What? How long has he been dead? Um, since I, I think about a year before Avengers vs. X Men, he died in in one of the one of those other X Men crossovers. It just again, I don't want to present myself as a long as a long time fan as you, as Henry and Brett. Mm-hmm. But everything I've read, everything never has Nightcrawler in it. Ever. I know from he's... like O five. Well, no, I got back into comics in like '02, and like I can't remember a single thing I've read with Nightcrawler. Nothing is. Well, what a problem for Nightcrawler was he kind of got sequestered to other books. Like uh, in the '90s, he was a member of Excalibur, yes, right, the weird team. So he was with Megan. 
Catherine yeah, Hutton. Megan and, and Kitty Pride as well. She yeah. was on that team. So mm. two, like I'd say, to me, those two are iconic X-Men, but they got, because Claremont wanted, wanted to write Excalibur, he kind of took those characters away. Like, they weren't really on the X-Men anymore. And so, uh, like, there were there were periods where Nightcrawler was on the on the main team, but yeah, he's been dead for a while now, and I, I miss his like innocence or he he's stabbed in the back or something. It had Plus, something to do with hope. It was like I think it was Messiah Complex. It was it was a battle over hope. The mm. the young lady. Uh, oh, that takes me back. One other complaint about the about the Wolverine book. So when he got to the fifth issue, the end of the series, and like. It's really the plot doesn't flow all that well, but like for no reason really, hmm. the the Hulk is teleported in. So you get a ah. you get a Wolverine Hulk fight at the end, and I also didn't like that. So this is Hulk currently where he's he's got some brains, uh, and An armor? like Wolverine and him are fighting. Now he's it's v- classic purple pants because okay. I think that's what Frank Cho wanted to draw. So not in his armor, right? But um, Wolverine during the fight just goes like he's having he's fighting him and not taking it that seriously. And then he goes, "Oh, I have to take this serious. I have to end this now." And he then like with ease stabs well, uh, Hulk on the top of his head and the side of his head, and Hulk is dead. And then yeah. just falls down. And Wolverine's like, "All right, that's dealt with. Time to deal with the other thing." And like you know, Hulk has a healing factor, so he gets back up. But mm-hmm. just the so easy, just goes like. Oh, I have to stop the Hulk fast now. Okay, chunk. Like, no, yeah. Wolverine Hulk fights are epic. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be that easy for him. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. if, if you want pretty art, it's fun. It's a fun yeah. read. I also but. started reading, uh, I guess because Chris mentioned it, Justice League Dark. So I read it? the first, uh, well, I read issue one just to get like, what is this? And then the 99 cent sale, like everybody a week with DC, never started issue zero. Yeah, no, how, how, issue zero. Sucks. I they always, but they're always like, you need to be fourteen issues in to give a shit about anything that happens here. And I started mm-hmm. there and sort of like faded away. Yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, issue one, like at least sets everything up. But then I didn't read whatever two, three, four, five, six mm-hmm. because the, the sale they had recently that was ninety nine cents mm-hmm. started with number eight or nine, which was like new team, and I'm like, you already have a new team when this was <laughs> a new team, but it's like it's Constantine, mm-hmm. it's Zatanna, it's Dead Man, Phantom Stranger. I don't think he's not on the current it, team. No, no. Well, Phantom Stranger is one of the Trinity in the books. He's he's magical on the level of Pandora now, so he knows all the songs you like, Chris. <laughs> Yeah, you know Pandora. It's a, great, it's, a great ma- it's a great magic trick. Constant pixies. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bray. Did you see uh, pictures? I didn't know I had that naked and famous channel. Have, uh, have you seen that uh, the images of from Forever Evil number one of uh, uh, evil Superman, yes. Ultraman snorting Kryptonite? I, 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 get, I have it. I can pull it up right now. He gets I his can... power from Kryptonite, and he. Like snorts it Tony Montana style. So I did. Like, I did read the first issue. Uh-huh. What is this? Forever Evil. It's the new mega crossover. the The Justice League is dispatched, and the Crime Syndicate of America, the Evil Justice League from Earth Three, has come over to our world to conquer it. But all the what was New Fifty Two for? But all the Justice League. Well, that's. I'm going to talk about that more in the news section. Please. But the, uh, 
the Justice League is has been dispatched, and like it's also the villains. When you say dispatched. Have they been beaten? Or have they been sent out to deal with well, other things? The CSA says they've killed the Justice League. What's the CSA? Oh, crime, crime syndicate. syndicate in America. It. The CSA says they've killed the JLA. Okay. Well, in reality, they're probably just put in Stasis Earth. They're put there in the Earth three dimension. While the Earth 3 guys are in our dimension. Mm-hmm. That's probably what happened. Yeah. Uh, and so the villains are having to step up to beat these more evil villains. Mm. And the same way, but then also all the D-list or B-level heroes have to step up when the Justice League's gone. But on top of that, Nightwing got unmasked. And they say uh, it's yeah. like... They're that's, saying it's permanent style. That's their big, what do you call it, sacrificial lamb. It's the, yeah, mo- it's it's the issue cool one when, moment. Pretty cool when Daredevil did it 11 years ago. But you know, well, this is, more yeah, like, this is like this is more like Spider-Man and Civil War. This is totally this well, it's incredibly forcible. And against well, yeah, they did it. it he, it's done against his will. But I they see. also say, this sticks. This is part of the Nightwing character now. Well, I mean, that's, what, I mean, that's what the whole Bendis thing with Daredevil was. Like, yeah. this will haunt him for like eight years. Still kind of does. And it still does. But I, I did like Forever Evil. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll keep fun. up on this. And then just complaining about the prices on new issues. It, it is. DC, I mean, you haven't even seen what DC did with the villains taking over every single issue mm-hmm. of every single version of every issue. Yeah, I saw that. It's 35 issues. I'm like, I'm supposed to keep up at $4 a piece. Yeah. Twenty-five issues I mean, on that's every. With, you don't have to with Marvel. Of course, I don't. But with like Marvel and DC, it's just. It's, do you know how bad I wanted to? <laughs> it's true. It's and like, you know, if there was like I, a, a bundle or something, like yeah. at, at the ba- like this is, this is like a week's worth of my my salary to yeah, like. It's to an buy obscene amount of money. Of and I know they can't like the retail side of things keeps this digital prices high, but like. Can you not just, like, after one week, mark this stuff down? Seriously, if, like, I buy, if you bought five, here's they, the rest for they free. They do mark theirs down, theirs down faster than Marvel. down very fast. Yeah. Which not not as fast. No, DC is better about marking yeah. stuff. Then that's why I tried... my other complaint from what else I read, so ask me later. Which is why I tried more of uh, Justice League Dark, so mm-hmm. I bought uh, the first... I bought whatever, it was like 9 and 10 mm. uh, because of the sale, but I will keep buying them because it is... It's a kind of book I don't read anything like that on the Marvel side where it's all mm. magic and occult and... Yeah. Zo- and demons like i don't there's not really a, you know there's no doctor strange regular book mm-hmm. so i was actually in a brick and mortar store today uh, really? for comic books were, yeah. there, were there bricks or mortar today is a work day henry i, I worked from home that. today all right comic relief no it was uh, the one in oakland uh, it's uh, it's by the it's by my doctor i had a doctor's appointment today uh. and so I stopped by it on the way after it was a little do you treat. have uh, baseball <laughs> fever is that what it is <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, ca- I caught it. Catch I caught it. it. <laughs> it's, it's playoff times. I caught baseball fever. Uh, but but it was it was interesting being in there just to see the. I hadn't seen their 3D covers uh, in person. Uh, all the all the villain oh, books man. are getting 3D covers. Oh, they are <laughs> tearing yeah. up. Whoa, Which they look neat. A 36 part crossover with 3D covers. They are gouging people. It is the time, end of man. days. I agree. It, it does. But, it seems cruel. It seems mean. <laughs> But the 3D covers do look nice. I That's think you fine. should take. I think you should take Villain Month just as 
Just pick and choose which villains you like. I think and so only read did those. something happen with Joker and Batman this month? Because I read something where like if Batman twenty three is twenty three point one and has Batman crossed out and the Joker written over. It. Yeah. So it's yeah, just, just Joker's the star. Return. But I read something where it's like if you like Batman, don't read this week's issue. Like, did something happen? Uh, I know Dula Dent, Joker's daughter from another universe, shows up, but. Oh, uh, that's all I know about Batman. I did see that picture of Dula Dent that was like it's pretty funny on Tumblr, where someone yeah. was like, "Lol, loser, what is this cosplay even supposed to that be?" That was hilarious. Joker, mm-hmm. steampunk, whatever. You're trying too hard. You're trying too hard, faker. And it's like, no, that's Dula Dent. Yeah. And then the response is, like, you, you. "She's better than you yeah. by a lot." That she. Well, also that that picture was from Comic Con, mm-hmm. and her costume uh, had like it was out there, but. Not a lot of people knew what it looked like that that, that she had put together such a great yeah. costume on such short notice, on like very, with very little material to work with. Yeah. Plus, she had to she had to paint her boobs blue white. I mean, Henry, uh, ooh, it takes a lot of work. So here. actually, I know all I knew was that she existed. I don't know anything uh, about her as a mm-hmm. character. I'm sorry, I don't know. Oh, another surprise though, being in a brick and mortar store, which I didn't realize since I've been buying my trades on Amazon for so long. I, and you I've should seen. too. I've seen do I do have a couple new releases but when you uh, when you buy them on Amazon I didn't realize brick and mortar stores at least with Marvel books they Mm -hmm. get them two weeks earlier than when they ship it out on Marvel so when I was in the store I was like oh there's that there's that hardcover of the next Incredible Hulk book I really wanted to read it's right there there's the Warren Ellis original graphic novel about uh, of Avengers that's all like they already have it I didn't realize like, I'm getting it in two weeks, so mm-hmm. I, it was very surprising to see in person. So this is Indestructible Hulk you were talking about? Or? Indestructible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. I, read the I, first, that, I read the first like, I read six, the first four, and, and I stopped for some reason. Why? Not, I, I, I stopped because it was too expensive. It's and it was, very expensive. Yeah, well, I've been waiting for the hardcover, but, and, then the, and then volume two hardcover on the cover. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Hulk trying to pick up Thor's hammer. Yeah, I've read all I that. that. I've read oh, that yeah. whole story. I haven't got there. Well, I just like that Hulk is, you know, Banner's like, yeah. I'm pretty smart. Yeah, I like We've the premise. About it I like the I mean, premise, yeah. Beautiful. Um, but I am trying to read more DC because all yeah, I do is I talk about Marvel. So yeah. that's why I picked up Justice League Dark. I've been reading Superman, Batman. I did buy the... Um, and Bat- I, oh, sorry. Should I keep with Superman Unchained? I don't... I, eh, I mean, Jim Lee's still doing it. I bet, and Snyder's the best writer they've got there. I would stick with have it. You, have you read any Batman, Superman? It's no, good. I've heard it's, very good stuff. About it's weird it. though. I, I'm I can't. I'm having trouble yeah. following what the hell is happening. That they're already like introducing Earth to Batman and Superman. Huh, that's really weird. Well, some people already were kind of upset that they that they're like, no, this is when they first met, uh, not in Justice mm-hmm. League. Like the the first issue of Justice League, yeah, is that. supposed to show mm-hmm. the first meeting of Batman and Superman. But it just though they don't, aware though of one they other? don't explicitly say to each other. Like yeah, Batman of course knows Superman's in Metropolis. They, they both imply that they're aware of one another. Yeah, they but they this but when they meet in Justice League, they don't mm-hmm. say to each other like, "So nice to meet you." Like right, they don't say they haven't met before. Mm-hmm. But now that they've met before, now that this shows that they met before Justice League, and that they fought Darkseid, like they've yeah. they met Darkseid and did the whole apocalypse stuff. Like that's why I thought it was cool in Justice League that they're like. Holy shit, it's the fourth world apocalypse. Holy crap. Like, that made it a big deal. Now the fact that they would have already done all that stuff before. Yeah, because Darkseid shows up in, like, issue three inside of a crystal. Yeah. And I'm just like, guys, I'm going to talk about this last time. It's like, I know enough about comics, and this is 
it's bordering on impenetrable, <laughs> and I am. It's supposed to be the, the barely yeah. with it, and this is supposed to be like a jumping. I mean, I assume it's a Superman Batman number yeah. one. I would never assume, eh. especially right after the movie got announced. Yeah, exactly. You so you know, the comicsology, like the third thing down on the front page, is Batman Superman. It's very popular. across time. Like that's there's a category. Now yeah, for Batman um, Superman. I did read. I did. I haven't read anything, but I, I don't know. If we talked. I think you mentioned it. The Batman sixty six digital exclusive, oh, yeah. which is ninety five pages, ninety nine cents. And I should get that. It's digital exclusive, and I, if I thought you mentioned it because DC finally picked up the rights to the Batman television show. Well, Adam West. they're accepting its existence again, but it hasn't been. At Comic-Con, everyone thought they were going to announce it coming to DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, That's finally. certainly what it looks like. It, it hasn't officially happened yet, though. Prob- well, probably not, but like, well, I, I would imagine those will take a little more time. But for the longest time, DC was like, this stuff is too goofy, we got to distance ourselves from it when people... Because in the 90s, mm-hmm. even, even after the Michael Keaton's Batman films took over the world... Some people would still say, oh, Batman, you mean like Adam West in his fat suit or yes. whatever? Like, <laughs> Robin. Yeah, and it, it, so they DC had to distance himself from it. But now, after three a trilogy of Nolan films, yes. it's very established how serious Batman can be. But so they, they can they have, have a fun if they want. consistent digital comic mm-hmm. based on the night. It's called Batman 66. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah, but oppositely, to show you how much things have changed... Mm-hmm. I think in the last five years there was this uh, there was going to be this collection well there was this collection of uh, um, some miniseries of like cr- uh, more alternative mm-hmm. alternative artists on DC heroes and the cover was a Michael Allred cover of Batman doing the Bat Tusi and he looked like uh, Adam West a bit and they didn't want that as the cover image they changed the cover because they're like. We don't want to reference that, like that, like that. That's how it was. It, but it's, it, you, like, it was rerun when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You're no longer yeah. in danger of anybody born in the last twenty years getting that reference. And if they so, do, yeah. they're committed to Batman. Yeah, it's so weird thinking about this, but like ninety one, ninety two, I was super into that show. I loved it. Like I watched. I didn't I, think it was comedy. I, I had a tape. Was... Like I taped every episode. At one point, I had every episode on a VHS, like the mm. super long play eight hour version. I think mm. we just lost Mister Freeze. He just died. I think so. Yes. No. It was. Show? It was such a fun show. Like it's yeah. a super fun show, and I, uh, I can never get back to that place. But we had no cable. Nine TV. The lo- we didn't have any other local affiliate. They played an hour Batman and an hour Ninja Turtles, and for two hours I was in fucking heaven. I just liked. I watched one recently, and I love the opening of it. It's the first Joker two-parter, and um, it's there in it's it's an outdoor shot for a change, which is really weird. But they're they're at the state prison, and uh, and Commissioner Gordon. And uh, the mayor, uh, or, or no, the uh, the chief of police dude, the the police guy that's there with Commissioner Gordon all the time, they go like, uh, they, they're they watching a baseball game, and they're like, boy, the Joker's really rehabilitated, he's playing this baseball game. Boy, is this fun. The Joker is just, like, throwing underhand pitching, going like, woo <laughs> <laughs> And then when they turn away, the Joker goes like, time for the special ball, and he throws it in a gas thing, pops up, and then... The the pitcher, the uh, the pitcher's mound ejects him over the wall, <laughs> but it all happens off screen. They just have to explain it. They're like, they just ejected over the wall. Robin He's gone. Projecting him over the wall. No car. 
Uh, to point out, if you really want how terrible that show is, how it, terrible it probably is, on the air, three seasons, how many episodes? What, 100 or something, right? 120. Well, they did two episodes a week. Break, break it down. That's fucking incredible. Simpsons has too many episodes every season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About 20, 22, 24. I mean, that's that's the same range. thing with Star Trek. It's 22. Yeah. And, but, but when, yeah. They, it was a, 24. In the early 60s, when something was a hit, they'd get it out fast. Just, just how breakneck those writing sessions. Who cares? Get yeah. it out the door. Print it. Well, Batman was the hottest. Everybody still say it or it's his job, see? I, it only it. lasted a year. It was kind of a fad, but. The Batman TV show was one of was a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Like kids loved it because it was Batman, but they knew it was funny, and people were watching it. Like grownups were watching it for entertainment because it was campy and fun, and and then celebrities like got like Eartha Kitt was famous outside mm-hmm. of Batman. Now we only know her as she yeah, was Catwoman. But looking at that Burgess Meredith, like yeah. there's Peng- Burgess Meredith, Caesar Romero. Uh, and I looked at EIMDb, like, how many episodes was the end? Because for me, it felt like it was always kind of exciting when, uh-huh. like, either all the villains or the villains you recognize from the comics came on the show. He's in 20 episodes Jeez. of 120. <laughs> so Wait. the Penguin was barely there. Yeah. Well, that's what it was also fun. You got the, you know, the cycle yeah. of super. But then as a kid, you didn't get scenes where, like, it was supposed to be sexual tension between Catwoman and Batman and... Uh, or little jokes. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes they showed that you get recontextualized a bit is when Catwoman is like, "Come on, Batman, come with me. Let's let's be a, a, a married couple of, of of thieves." And then Batman's like, "But what about Robin?" <laughs> <laughs> and then her her response is, "We'll kill him." <laughs> uh, it was it was such a fun show. You got look it up on YouTube, kids. It's, it's, I sort of wish. I want to just like either make a pirate television station and just play shit on that I want. You know what? You don't. No one's saying you have to watch it. It's not dependent on ratings. I just want to make sure I'm beaming Batman into people's homes or so, their internet. Thinking about this, where when we talk about a show like called Batman '66, yeah, when it was on the air, yeah, I know what you get. That so to me as a kid in the late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is some old hokey show, but man, I, it is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And talking about a show that touched us in the 80s that from the 60s, <clears throat> the idea of someone who's 10 years younger than us or... or Question you, of the week. Just, who's the youngest listener? Well, just turning 18, <laughs> like, the someone who's 18 now, mm-hmm. 20 even, when we talk about shit that came on the air in 1966, that's like when our parents talk about shit that was in the 40s. I know. Which to mm-hmm. us is like the forties. What? And it'd be like our, our grandparents talking about what, like serialized Wait, was in the Which granted, none of our parents were born in the forties, but whatever. Mm-hmm. My parents. Uh, my dad was born in the forties. Forty nine. Forty eight for my mom. Okay. Or for my dad. Mom. The year 52. after, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit takes place. Interesting. That's the only way I can remember. It. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Forty seven. Ake Maroon, the king of cartoons, and. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Put it on the cubbies. Batman is so, uh, so much fun. Oh, one last thing I want to talk about. So it is time oh, for a break. I, let me say it. real quick but what keep I read. Them coming. Because this is going to be the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week, I mm. think. But, all right, so. I might have. Mm, go ahead. Spider-Man. Love him. He's great. 
And uh, you want if you want to read Dark Horse the Stanley and Steve Ditko issues, like those are must read for everybody. They got recollected again in what the Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus. It's sixty bucks, and it's every issue of Spider-Man Steve Ditko ever drew. Interesting. I pulled it up for you. Never yes, think. that's it right there. It's all of them. They were also collected in Marvel Masterworks mm-hmm. in those volumes. Right. But this is all like this is almost fifty issues worth of content. It's one thousand and eighty-eight pages. It's Amazing Dark. Fantasy fifteen, Amazing Spider-Man one through thirty-eight, and the two annuals, the first two annuals, and it's so um, he didn't. It's classic do, fun. He didn't oh, go hardcover. He didn't go through fifty. No, uh, 37. 37 was last issue. Romita is it Romita? took over at 38. Okay. Yeah. Man, I wish... In 50s, Romita. Ah, I really want to get that Romita art. I love it. Romita, I just... yeah. yeah. Though people diss Romita for not being as, like, Ditko... Well, that, that's, that's the, that was the point of the entire, like, uh, Ditko special I posted on the site, is that Romita just was more mainstream. He gave... Peter got like movie star looks and a uh, big, yeah. big toothy smile oh, and right. dressed better. He was very intentionally a nerd in the Ditko. Year. Yeah, yeah. Well, because Ditko, Ditko was a nerd. He put a lot of himself into Peter. I like. just, I mean, I don't know. I just I never, I have never cared what Peter Parker looked like. Mm-hmm. I mean, sending like I like Cobra more than I like GI Joe. I don't care what Peter Parker ever does. <laughs> I care about Spider Man. Peter Parker's uh, half the equation, though. Who cares? He true as a character, sure, but I don't it care. Really is how many other characters made their aunt famous? Uh, right. No, as a character, he's is important. I don't care how he's drawn. <laughs> if he's wearing a nice sweater in a couple issues, well, yeah, it's, fine. I don't care. Uh, Ramita's standard Peter look in the in the sixties was he had a yellow sweater vest on. Yeah. All what the about time? the sequential fart pictures of him wearing a belly shirt? This is animal. That's, on it. Those are that's, classic eighties. That is eighties, yeah. and that's not either one of these people. <laughs> it's very much. That's like, as he's seen an amazing. Are you Spider-Man trying out to be a background dancer and wham? <laughs> it looked really cool back then. It made it him look kippin'. Ne- a big Oingo Boingo I, fan. I, have, I I was just I looked up on Amazon to see what um, trades came out yeah. this week, and I, mm-hmm. I can I rattle them off. My God, this is a okay. new release. Yeah, I just wanted. I, well, I wanted to see. It's actually no, it's a good idea. The, the to, trades uh, that are out this week, uh, Henry. This is Fantastic a great recurring. Four Volume Two. Yeah, um, uh, Fractions Run on Fantastic Four, which I think has been pretty pretty damn stellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was for me. Kingdom Hearts Volume Two. I don't know what this is. American Va- uh, Vampire Volume Four. Which I've I picked up the uh, first I think ten I issues. Need to read I, that. I have not yeah. read them at all. Is it's that Scott the Snyder. DC. It is. Or the, Vertigo. The Eye Vampire. Oh, wait, is it? No, it's Vertigo. It's, it's Vertigo. Vertigo, but it's Scott Snyder. Uh, Homeboy's doing Batman. Shoe Volume Seven. Bad Apples. Uh, Superior Spider-Man Volume Two has hit paperback. God, it's only on Volume Two. Oh, paperback. And it takes of you up course, to ten. Garfield Caution Wide Load, his fifty-sixth book. If you you didn't think they could make fifty six fat jokes, man, fifty six. <laughs> you know what? I want to I want to issue ourselves a personal challenge. What's let's, that? Let's each buy that Garfield book, <laughs> okay. and let's all read it cover let's to cover. See who can get through it first. Ah, oh, Henry. You know, you know what? You we can should get do June. You know, that's no, the best part. No, we should just have an episode that's just us all reading it. Live. We should, well, we should right. not like, only do that. Like page should. by page, we flip. Not, we're not narrating it. We're just reading it silently on the air. And as we cringe and react, we just talk into the microphone. I, we right. should really sincerely have a, a reading group and then sell investors. Like, this is why you want to invest in Laser Time because <laughs> we have Garfield reading groups that we should right. live. Well, let's let's think about that over the break. Yeah, so we've gone off topic talking about comic books. Chris. No, no, no. Right. You just surprised me with this. That's all. No, I, I've been, I looked at it last week. I, and, and Invincible came out, um, mm-hmm. and 
some volume or another. I just wanted to recommend Invincible. Invincible All right. is fucking fantastic. All right. I'm All right, just well, already laughing at the idea of Grimm just making horrible scoffing noises reading Garfield. Uh, Alright, so we'll be right ah! back on the other side of the break. Hey everybody, it's Henry Gilbert and you're on the break for Cape Crisis. I'm going to try to go through this one a little fast because I'm running time hey do you like this podcast well then you need to go to lasertimepodcast.com to help us out on the web page there on the left side of the screen you'll see a link to paypal you can click on that you can give us a little bit of money to help keep the show going or if you want to buy a t-shirt we have laser time t-shirts they're for sale they're underneath the paypal link if you want to just buy something off amazon you can do that too it's on the right side of the screen click on the amazon link it opens up a new tab buy anything through that tab and a little bit of money comes our way to help us Keep the shows going and the wheels turning at lasertimepodcast.com. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Zoom, be sure to subscribe. Please, please, please subscribe to it. And if you're on iTunes, we also love to give reviews. Write a new review for it. We need a five stars. It gets us more uh, visibility on iTunes. And now, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. This week's pick is the Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus number one. It's every single issue drawn by Steve Ditko and written by Stan Lee that ever existed. That's Amazing Spider-Man 1 through 37 and Annuals 1 and 2 and Amazing Fantasy 15. It is a uh, fast trip to the Spider-Man University. It will tell you everything you need to know about Spidey in his first issues. They're great. They hold up way better than a lot of books from the early 60s. So... And it's only 60 bucks on Amazon right now. I mean, you pay, pay that much for a video game. Come on. Pay that much to buy it, but only buy it through the link on this week's episode on lasertimepodcast.com. Now, back to the rest of the show. Avengers Assemble! <laughs> Man, Newsroom really is the greatest. Are we back? Yes. I have, right. de- I have decided. We're hey, back. I really don't like this, <laughs> you guys. This is my show. Uh, yeah. Come on. I'm sorry. Cool it down. If I may, Cape Crisis, <laughs> take my license, all that jive. Look, Cape don't, Crisis don't spoil. 65. Don't the spoil. Uh, all right, so, you know, people that we don't talk enough about DC, so the news is going to be rather DC-centric, but probably not Always in the way is. that you want. I was going to say, I know where you're going with this. It's not great news for DC this last week, but uh, I'll go to the funnier one first, which is, have you seen Lobo lately? No. No, oh, but I have, a great, I have a great Lobo story. Remind me when you're done. All right, well, uh, Chris, why don't you pull up Lobo on your computer real quick, and then, okay. Brett, tell us about that. I want to hear that Lobo story. Uh, so I may have told – I probably told the story on Talk Radar, but I don't think I've ever told it on Cape Crisis. Uh, in, well, we are in 64, 65 episodes, so maybe I did. But back in, like, 2001 or something, we uh-huh. uh, we just talking about Lobo, and somehow some joke turned into, like, Lobo would open a theme park or something, and – you would give out T-shirts that said, I got killed by Lobo. <laughs> and so we went to a T-shirt making store and actually uh, made a shirt that says, I got killed by Lobo. And <laughs> like with no knowledge of the character or didn't, we're not reading comics at all. Uh, 
But what actually, uh, my friend Josh actually created Assassin, had a shirt for many years that said, I was killed by Lobo. I like that. Is he Lobo the one who invented the term fanboy? Uh, I, I, he definitely referred to fanboys. Even oh, that suck it, fanboy. That was uh, Sheriff Lobo. Sheriff Lobo. Uh, he he popularized the word bastitch and frag. <coughs> he said those all the time. But Brett, here, take a quick look on the screen here. So, huh? They introduced the just, new. Let me just walk all the way is around. This, is this Lobo? They introduced or the new, a new 50, Soul Reaver game. Yeah, they introduced the new Fifty Two's Lobo. Now Lobo's a uh, a sexy young man what? for the for the people who like Twilight. What? What? Well, that looks fine. What's that? That's a they try they've introduced several po- potential redesigns oh, and that's one of them. But no, ooh, yeah, that one. Yeah, the skinny young lady <laughs> version of of Lobo. But anyway, it's just some people are very annoyed that they're messing with Lobo this much for but, New Fifty Two. That's, that's definitely the new Lobo. I uh, well the issue is not uh, I think the issue came out today actually shit uh, but Lobo just that you tell us people are very angry at the change in Lobo just that they people like Lobo for what he was like they don't which I don't think he can really be again he's a dated character he's a very nineties character but to like New Fifty Two in its best moments is when they. Redesign a character, but keep what was cool about them, but right. update them. But. I mean, that's what I wanted. You know, I mean, the Ultimate Universe for Marvel was supposed to be that, and oftentimes they did not go far enough. I felt mm-hmm. only meant to talking about discounting comics, and I I loved uh, Ultimate Comics Spider Man Miles Morales. They did not. Dis- it, it took them one year to the day to discount from three ninety nine <laughs> uh, issue ten and onward of Ultimate. And I've been. I don't know why I tear through Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, but it's been fun. But uh, yeah, just the Lobo design. People are very upset. The uh, the the, um, the woman who's who's writing his first appearance. Woman. She had she had a good point that she said that those those were designs that she had fought very hard for DC to not release publicly because she knew this kind well, of reaction they would release be there. It right, of course. But she promised that she her promises that like. That by page four of the Lobo book, you will like this Lobo, and that you should you should give it a chance to that point. Right. Like, I mean, that's definitely a thing where when I saw it, my immediate reaction was what? Because I'm thinking Superman animated series still. Yeah. That's how I see Lobo. Just, Voiced uh, by Brad DC Garrett. will debut uh, debut the new Fifty Two Lobo in Justice League twenty three point two, which is separate from point fucking mm. one. Yes. <laughs> Well, this what, what villain is, took over Justice League? Darkseid? No, it would just be the CSA, I guess. Uh, Darkseid uh, took over Superman, I know that. But, uh, but but I mean, I mean, him being the irreverent, like, I don't care character doesn't mean he has to look like a meathead. Like, mm-hmm. But I, like a goatee, yeah. the hair, and kind of looking like a badass. Is yeah, he does look more like a, you know, a Final Fantasy character. Yes. He looks... He looks like a motorcyclist, I think that's it because he's a guy who doesn't. Yeah, he's a biker. Really, d- give a shit about how he looks. Mm. I wouldn't want to present myself as a tiny bit offensive to the outside world because that's who I am. And this uh, looks very vampiric. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it it leaves a bad taste in my mouth looking at that. It's character. a little too. It's a little too elegant, and it's a deliberate. How about that? Deliberate yeah. for a character who's like, I don't give a shit how I look. My hair is going to come out. Yeah. Uh, my my clothes are going to tatter. 
So then the other, the other DC news this week was about the Batwoman comic that uh, the two writers on the book uh, and slash artist J.H. Williams III and his assistant, I forget that guy's name, but they, they quit the book because they said they just couldn't take the edif- editorial interference anymore. Like, it was just driving them crazy. Well, and I the, thought it was more interesting and than the, that. Well, the last straw was that they said they couldn't. They they weren't allowed to show to to marry off Batwoman to her girlfriend, and at first people's reaction were like, "DC's homophobic. They're against gay marriage." And They're, then the, the fact that the official Twitter said what you're about to say. Well, the 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 the, the point that later came out at a con that weekend was. They're not against gay marriage. They're against super marriage. Super that marriage. They say superheroes should not be married. Full mm-hmm. stop. And that includes Batwoman. So well, they, they don't want a wedding they to happen. Said not against super marriage. It's just like this is these, especially the Bat characters are characters who succumb to awful situations, constantly, tragedy, and are never, never allowed to be happy. Yeah, and that's slightly defensible on their end. Yeah, who are not allowed to be happy. It I, makes it more interesting. I, superhero marriage can make stories. I, I know that. I think that became the focal part of the story. Mm-hmm. Where, Has there ever been a superhero marriage that they didn't try to get rid of? Exactly. It's because it's it's a nice stunt. It's a stunt. But then it's when it's stunt. over, you're like, I liked it better when Peter Parker was kind of banging Black Cat. Married life is boring. It's boring. Mar- there you go. Married life is boring. It was more like what I thought was more telling because he. Who was the uh, Dan Didio? He, what he was more complaining about, it's like it's the constant, constant. constant oh no, the author eleventh yeah. hour changes. Yeah, which is a complaint. I things heard. we, we work it. out and build up for months, and he gave yeah. he gave examples of mm-hmm. like they fucked this up for us so bad that we've been working on this for a year and yeah. to come at us after approving it, yeah, over and over again. That that's their wow, com- what's that like? Well, that's yeah, that's the real Easy. source. Their complaint is that. They do what they're supposed to do, which is they go to their bosses with their story ideas. They're like, we want to do this story. Okay, we get it approved through the chain. You can do it. They work on it, work on it, work on it. Then at the 11th hour, some other person who's part of the chain of Corban and DC shows up and says, hey, you can't do that. And they're forced to do like an 11th hour rewrite. And it... And it's just been screwing them over. I have constantly. to go now. <laughs> I, I like that it, it sort of confirmed what I already knew because he, he, I thought may, he made it basically sound like we've been working on this. This is a year old. Yeah. And like everything we're working on past this and it's is just, sad just that... slightly less than a year old. And when you fuck that up, you fuck mm-hmm. up everything we've been leading towards and everything we're moving towards. Yeah. And it's a complaint that more than a few authors yes. have, have, have given DC. Like, I, I think. It seems like if you're not on the level of Scott Snyder mm-hmm. or Jeff Johns or Jim Lee, you get messed with a ton. Like by editorial is running creative, it's seemingly a, a bit too much. You, ma- you mentioned this a couple episodes ago about about uh, DC really messing with their editorial teams, mm-hmm. and I've been noticing a lot, a lot more news stories lately. Yeah, it just with that happening, it just keeps happening, and it and, and them coming out and saying like they just quit, they just mm-hmm. quit a job. Writing for DC, it's like, man, this sucks. Yeah, you don't see people quitting Marvel. You do see, yeah. I like as, a, as devil's advocate, I'll I'll say like Ed Brubaker made it a point where he said he had he had been one of the major Marvel writers of the last ten years. But uh, I think it was about a year and a half ago. He just made a point of saying like, 
I'm only going to create our own stuff for a while now. I'm I just don't want to write uh, superhero books anymore. I'm gone. But it he got to wrap up his story in Captain America yes. seemingly the way he wanted to. Like yes, whereas these guys are just gone. Yeah, they're just gone. And some other here, some other uh, mercenary gets pulled in. Though I will say that uh, Batwoman, they're hiring the new writer. Mm-hmm. Is Mark and Draco, who is one of my favorite, really underrated writers. Mm-hmm. He worked on uh, Manhunter, the Manhunter series, mm-hmm. which is actually a, a bit similar in tone and style to Batwoman. So I think it could really work out. Though I will also point out that you never even know if he'll even people. Some people like Andy Diggle with uh, Action Comics. Mm-hmm. They have quit. The series before their first issue even comes out, like so, oh, that's a you just don't know if you can't count on a writer or artist team you enjoy like sticking around. Like at least for me, it's more about creators now than the characters. Yeah, like I can I've read enough good comics of those characters mm-hmm. that yeah. I want to know uh, an author and mm. artist I like are working on a character I like. That's the best combination. But if say one of my favorite writers is writing a character I don't care about, and somebody shitty is writing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I only have five dollars. Yeah, I'm not going to buy the Spider-Man book. Like, yeah, that, no, yeah, it's true. Like when I mean, Fantastic Four is really hard to keep because it seems no one can stand it for more than like six to twelve issues. Yeah, nobody um, has any like long-term yeah. stuff. For I mean, and it's hard with that. I've I've had more fun with uh, with Reed Richards in New Avengers, which, <laughs> yeah. which is just him being like. I'm the smartest one in the room, and my conclusion is always we're fucked. <laughs> like, yes, that's your been uh, that's been your deduction since the '60s was ah, uh, there's no way we can. Sur- oh, whoops, I found a way. <laughs> I'm also still not there's sure no which way to stop Galactus. I'm still not sure which suit Iron Man's supposed to be in because there's that black a black suit a lot of the time. Well, there's that black and gold one, and then there's the Guardians of the Galaxy space one. Yeah, and I'm never quite sure. I in thought, Infinity, he seems to be wearing both. Infinity, I've only seen him. Well, I haven't even talked about Infinity yet. I guess have we? You guys like Did you read Infinity? it? I've read one and two. I'm not liking it. I've read one and two, and I read uh, whatever the new Avengers and Avengers. I, I've read everything that they've released up till now. Although I guess today there's more issues out. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, there was some problem I had with it, and I can't remember what it was. I'm curious to see how it's going to play out that they have a they're connecting the Inhumans to the outer space yeah. stuff. Please like, don't try too hard. The Galactus and Thanos and all that stuff. Like, Thanos, apparently someone it's in just, the Inhumans I is think my, Thanos' son or maybe daughter. I meant, maybe I mentioned this last time. I'm awful at remembering this guy. Ironically, mm-hmm. awful at remembering this kind of stuff. But uh, things I say I don't remember. Things other people <laughs> the, do, uh, I don't remember. I, I was going to say the recent past, I thought. Yeah, was. recent past is also bad. Uh, ask me what happened James. five years ago. I'm, I'm great. 20 years ago, even better. But it's more like... It seems like they kind of missed the point of what was great about all this stuff. Was it Abnett? Abnett and Lanning, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that they all did with like Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest, Guardians of the Galaxy, all that stuff. And instead, it just seems really like the Guardians, of, the new Guardians of the Galaxy book and Infinity. Mm-hmm. It's just like. No, the answer wasn't get everyone in space. Like, that wasn't what we wanted. It was just like, yeah, we all do like when Thanos shows up and it's all hands on deck again and everyone has to stop and stop him. That's cool. But I think if you're he- trying to recapture in some roundabout way Infinity Gauntlet, because he is after a gem, mm. like, you need to focus this shit. Like, if you read it, I reread Infinity Gauntlet like a month ago and it's like, 
yeah, this is just a six-issue series that the first three issues are just a preamble for a big fight, but it's just three issues. Um, but I just think that uh, I think Hickman just gets a little too big. Like it, it reminds me of in. Uh, do you remember on the Tick show uh, there was one where like the entire universe was in peril and these space aliens kidnapped the Tick and Arthur and they're trying to tell him like seriously you have to help us the whole world will explode like I don't know they were trying to make Arthur afraid mm-hmm. because fear runs their machine. And they say, like, yeah. look, the, the whole world's going to explode. Isn't that a, scary for you? He's like, no, it's too big. I can't even, like, imagine it. Like, that, <laughs> it's just so abstract. I can't be afraid. Like, that that's sort of, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's already like, oh, and it's another one of those series where it's like, we're about to introduce the most powerful villains yeah. this year. And I'm like, I can't get behind any of these characters. And it's also like, they, and then they introduce what uh, the gold dude with a giant spike coming out of his head. And it's like, oh, he's from Avengers. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, no, from that series last year. Jesus, yeah, I, Jesus, hate, really? I hate that guy. I, I just have a problem when you try to make any like character you just invented, like, oh, they're so integral. It's like, no, they're not. Like, my ass, <laughs> anyone will know or care who this character is a year from now. I know it's only Hickman. Just it's his pet character, like, and he, it's not even a problem. Like with the character itself, it's just like this is too soon to go this big with that cast. And what you're still doing is like first it, see if that character is popular. To, yes, you have to wait and see. And then also like, is this about Thanos or not? Because <laughs> you put him all over the place. And I swear to God, if this is another Age of Ultron where Thanos is in like eight panels of this thing. Like, yeah, the only, like yeah. it just feels like they're dancing around trying to do an Infinity Gauntlet thing. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But when you have Thanos and Gems, anyone who's ever read a comic book in their life, that's where they go in their head. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. And if it's like, okay, well, he's not going to do a gauntlet because maybe the new Avengers did actually destroy all the gems, but there's one left. Okay, that's a nice dynamic. That's a nice bit. He can mm. still get one. Okay. But now he's got this, like, army. And I've been reading Thanos stuff, and like last I knew, like he died, and then he came back, and then he's never really been he into got, having an army of he, minions. He got trapped like, in the dimension or whatever with uh, with Star Lord. Yeah, the Cancerverse, the Cancerverse. But then he came back through Thanos Imperative, right? No, Thanos Imperative ends with the Cancerverse. Okay, with him trapped there. Then he came back in Avengers Assemble with very little talk about the Cancerverse. Yeah, had no talk about that, and that was just this weird story of like. And I'm back, and gonna fight the Earth, and then get my ass kicked, and then leave, mm-hmm. and then and then he's gone for like eight months, and then shows up like I have an army of thralls, all of them who are the most important villain you've ever heard of, and have powers <laughs> that defy all logic and reason, and then they will all get beat up by Captain America in the last <laughs> issue. Like that, it's just it's such a cycle of this. Yes, <laughs> I, I would hope they'd find something new to do. There it's like Dragon Ball, that. like Majin Buu, unstoppable until I punch mm-hmm. him in the right place. Uh, until the dramatic tension is built up enough. And then suddenly, I know, one I, Sensu Bean away, and oh man. I'm hoping he proves this wrong. But uh, well, how, how many issues is it? Two. It's it's only, well, well, it's a six issue, six issue. series. Yeah. So not an eight, twelve. No, six, no, it's, tw- it's six. And a, it, I, but man, six in Avengers times. I'm, just, I'm so into the cosmic stuff. It's just like when, when no one was really paying a lot of attention to it, they did it really well. Now mm. everyone's paying attention to mm. it, and it's like, it feels like too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. All right, we should get down to last yeah. week's question of the week. 
which character, uh, which character's secret identity is most essential to their s- personage? Like, the, this was all about you know. Also, do you have night- an answer to that? Tell us the top of your head. Uh, I mean, I guess Batman. Yeah, but how much is he like Bruce Wayne? Like, well, he needs the know. money. He needs the money, but That's it's true. also like. Batman has no money. It's most essential. Bruce Wayne has a lot of money. I, did we say? Did, what did I say? Spider Man. Uh, I can't. Re- mm. I mean, to me, Spider Man is it. It is crucial because you need to have. He started him. as a young character. It was a bunch of people in his life who also needed to be protected. In addition to the citizen, the faceless yeah. citizens. Of well, New also Spider Man. It has to have that balance of he's got all these great powers. Mm. He's fun loving. He's finally free. He got all the things he wanted, and it's a total monkey's paw. In that he can never reveal who he is because it will, it'll hurt everyone he knows. Like and he's and, just late all the time. And he can't. Yeah, he, like he never can't strike a work life balance. Can't try to work. Well, it's <laughs> it's not even work life. It's work life and then superhero life. Yes, yeah. And like to me, like that is very crucial. Uh, so let's see here. We got Gur Snort. Uh, he brought up a good one. When Citizen V was revealed to be secretly Baron Zemo in the Thunderbolt series, like. That secret identity was really cool. I liked that a lot. Like Citizen V was just had a neat look to them uh, in all these preview things, and then at the end of the first issue of Thunderbolts, they reveal the Thunderbolts is just a cover for the Masters of Evil to like trick the world into thinking they're superheroes while the Avengers are stuck in the onslaught universe. Like it was, oh. it was a really neat idea. And and the leader of the team was Baron Zemo. It was the start of Baron Zemo becoming really cool. Who was that, Gersnort? Yeah. Uh, I think we should compliment his twerking gif as well. Oh, yeah, that's great. I met Gersnort now in person, and I know for a fact that's him. So make sure oh, you go to Laser Time. That's Podcast even better. Com slash forms. That's not me. Not, that's not true. But, but you I, liar. I Damn it. It was, uh, I think, a joke just to make him laugh. No, it was funny. It was funny. Uh, let's see. Well, Jonah Wizzle uh, was among many people who brings up like Spider-Man just because almost every, as he says, almost every, nearly every Spider-Man story revolves around his secret identity. Yes. Like, it's not a good, it's, it's hard to have a good Spider-Man story where he's not like, I gotta be Peter Parker somewhere. Like, it, it's a rare one, like one of the ones that first comes to mind that has like no Peter Parker in it is like Torment, which is yeah. not that great, really. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, I've only just started watching Breaking Bad, but it's that same thing where you're like, he's off doing a crazy larger than life thing, and then his phone goes off, and it's like, shit, band practice with my son, <laughs> shit, and, my wife, yeah, and it's like, well, he's, fight, he's like getting choked by Doc Ock and like throwing venom in a wall, and it's like, mm-hmm. fuck Aunt May's birthday. Well, same with like the Shield, like uh, that yeah. same kind of deal. Which like those are basically the same I, show. I, I Everybody like, go watch the Shield. Awkward loser <laughs> saying. Um, uh, kind of has to be everyone in the Bat family since they're only human. Uh, and unlock Daredevil and an Iron Fist or any other human level character uh, hero who's prominent enough in the fictional. Sorry. By uh, the community that. Well, I just thought it was interesting bringing up Daredevil and Iron Fist because they are. Their, uh, their professional lives outside of being a superhero are very important to them. Yeah, and that that actually doesn't happen with a lot of other people. As yeah, I mean, Murdoch really does care about being a lawyer. Yes, and 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 Danny Rand accomplishes shit as Iron Fist as well 
Who with those trades you let me borrow a couple years ago? Was that Brubaker who wrote Iron Fist? Yeah, or? yeah. Brubaker oh. and Fraction they co-wrote. It was a really good. Oh, the one you, yeah. the one you recommended to me. Yeah, if you ever want the second one, if is you it? ever want to give a shit about Iron Fist, go read. This. I love that it had like a Dragon Ball style tournament in it. Like, yes, that was so that was cool. Really good. That was so great. And, what, uh, what are those trades called, or is it just... uh, the Immortal Iron Fist? Immortal Iron. That's the that's the name. Of it. The first three volumes are written by really those guys. Really good. Uh, and then we're gonna go a couple. Uh, one last one here. This is DCU or Die, and uh, he's one of the several people who says Clark Kent, uh, the identity can really humanize Superman when done right. Uh, and then he also, as an opposite one, he points out how the Green Lantern is not so great, and like he barely, Hal barely cares about his secret identity at all. Space. This happened though when uh, Jeff Johns made he made. Uh, Green Lantern more popular than ever by making it a giant space opera, Lord of the Rings type thing. No pun intended. But um, but the part the problem with that was they had to they had no time for his Hal Jordan life almost at all. Like he was always Green Lantern, and so when he became when he tried to restart his Hal Jordan life, like he had nothing because he he didn't even have an apartment because he didn't go there anymore. He was in outer space for nine months. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah, I like that one. Uh, Soggy Sage says, Captain Marvel Shazam, I haven't read any stories with him, but surely if one of his villains found out that he was a kid, they could just distract him with toys and candy and then kill his entire family and leave him as an orphan, right? Thank you, Soggy Sage. Let's see. All right, so this week's question of the week. That was a Shazam Slazam. Which uh, character do you think it would... Would be even more inappropriate to redesign Lobo style. Hmm. So I th- hmm. I would go the opposite way with uh, and make Shazam. You know, they make it. He turns into a giant muscle man mm-hmm. when, from a kid. I would say when he transforms now, he should stay as a kid, but he's an evil Damien type kid, mm. and uh, like has black hair and red eyes, and he's like, I'm uh, I'm Shazam now. Like I think that would be. Good. I don't. I don't know why. Good I, and terrible. I think our, our our previous conversation set me off on this, but uh, uh, did he ever do anything with Luke Cage? Because they've done nothing but modernize and well, yeah, he became him. like the leader of the Avengers. Like well, they, he, but before was he deal. was wearing a stupid Jughead crown and <laughs> yeah, a, a giant like... lapel '70s suit. <laughs> yes, but so as a result, he's adaptable through the decades. Yeah, and yeah. Then it, like he is, he's a pretty fucking cool character. Mm-hmm. On his own, I and like him. he could be redesigned horribly, <laughs> horribly for the urban market. Well, because he's a fucking giant black dude with indestructible skin and a bald head. Like he could kind of be anything. That was kind of his problem in the nineties. I think was that he was like designed to be like this is the he's he's our cool but black guy. Like What's he, cool and black? And, well, not, not not to be that base about it but he'll never not be the cool black guy mm-hmm. so all you can do is fuck with him to reintroduce him to a new audience well, I think Bendis did a lot of good work with he did him. he did I don't, I'm not the problem I'm, not, is I'm not sure not anybody would bother any, to, do, well, that's, to do that again he's kind of disappeared because Bendis isn't doing anything with him and if Bendis does it no one else does really he's such a fun part of the universe yeah like, but I, like I, I, maybe years. they're maybe they're trying to give people a break from him just because he was in every event he doesn't have to be front and for, center but every time he shows up even when he's like tertiary it's always very fun. Maybe they're holding back just to make it a bigger deal for when he comes back. There's a great moment when Bendis was writing Daredevil back in 2002 where it's him and Iron Fist walk in 
I think it's the trial of the century story with yeah, the White yeah. Tiger. That's and great. some dude just runs up to stab Luke Cage. They don't, he doesn't know it's Luke Cage, but it's just some junkie. And he's like, runs up with a knife, runs up to stab him. And it just, you the, the way it's drawn is so good. It's Maliv doing the art. And it's like, the knife, he tries to stab him. The knife just stays in place. And the guy's hand runs down the entire knife. Oh, that happened to me with a pumpkin. <laughs> That's why I have the score. And, and cut, hit a guy's hand open while the knife flies out the back of his hand. And it's just, <laughs> and it's just Luke Cage looking at his now torn shirt. And his glasses are like at the tip of his nose. And he's like looking Excuse at his shirt me. like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> it's just this great, like, no dialogue moment. I was like, and it was, it was. The first time I'd read comics in several years, and also maybe the first time I read anything with Luke Cage where he didn't mm-hmm. look like a giant an fucking idiot. like just an idiot. <laughs> and Did he look like that in the one of the games? I'm trying to like old Luke Cage. Maybe if he even showed up. I'm yeah. thinking of Web of Shadows. He was in Web of Shadows. Uh, he would have been the normal. The yeah, modern, he would have been new, like yeah. a modern design. He'd he'd been been new not, not like design. big vested with a giant yeah, collar. Like, oh, he might. Okay, what about in the yellow. Ultimate Alliance games? He might have had an yeah, ultimate like a costume. Yellow, oh, yeah, shirt there would have been a co- the, costume. Yeah, yeah they um, did have that. But yeah, I can't really think of anything because every time I try, I just go down into late '90s Marvel, like mid '90s. God, and, there were so many bad. And it's like Hobgoblin would be cooler if he had a metal arm, and Daredevil would be cooler if he had like. Dead Space style. It was a black br- costume with metal <laughs> spikes like on it. Like a Dead yeah. Space rig on his body. And Peter Parker would be cool if he just got a schizophrenic ricochet character. Oh, I had a cyborg face. Well, just, or, no. or if he was. Or if yeah. Spider Man's costume had a blue hoodie. Yeah. It, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Which. Come on. It's fun to think. I still like that costume. I like that costume. I, but, but, but it is bad. Marvel in the 90s is like, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> like, yeah, I, well, does saying, anybody disagree with this? All right. <laughs> I've mentioned fine. this before on here, but I think DC's going through its Marvel 90s now. Like, I don't know if you knew this, Brett, but like their, their editor-in-chief is Bob Harris, the editor-in-chief of Marvel of Whoa. the mid-90s. Yeah. And he's hiring people like Fabian Nysaeus and Scott Lode Bell to write the books. And uh, so I think that's... That's an issue for DC right wow. now. Wow. Are they that... going to have their clone saga? They just might. Well, I think, yeah, they're getting close to it. That's something I need to read just to... I get it. Don't, it's out there. Don't read the clone saga. Just read Life of Riley online. It's yeah. this on. It's this blog that goes point by point from people it's really who like lived it. like a novella. Like, like it, it'll take you days. Mm-hmm. Like It's bedtime reading. Mm-hmm. I read it over the course of a week or two. Life of Riley? Life of Riley. Written by an editor who was working on the Spider-Man books at the time. And they will really. run through not only what happens in the comics, but also why it was happening behind the scenes. And, and it, really? is, it is amazing. It's, it's a great, it's a great how the how the donuts are made kind of thing. <laughs> Plus, you get to see oh, and then the, how they end up with Norman Osborn coming back. They're just like yeah. because there's no other answer. Who All right, would we, do this to him? Okay, we really got to stop though. The, yeah. It's getting late. So yeah. uh, answer that in the forums on lasertimepodcast.com. Uh, any quick plugs? Uh, I want to plug Hank at H E N E. No, G E R E. Did I say it right? H e n e r e y g g uh, in Tokyo. Yes, yeah. Unfortunately, won't I won't be uh, on for a couple episodes just because I'm going to be in Tokyo doing a, like a yearly break. Tokyo trip. So yeah. this is my chance. If you maybe if you really, if you, you really permission? want to, sure. Yes, I give you permission on here. Yes, uh, I can't guarantee it, but yeah, maybe. I can't guarantee I want to do it. But maybe, but, maybe. Uh, yes. Uh, 
follow and bother Hank in Tokyo. Do you get in the phone? Are I'll be gonna... tweeting more. I'll have a nice. I'll have a Wi-Fi thing with me so I can use. Did my you phone see my birthday Wi-Fi. message to you on Facebook? Yeah. B e i e r e t e h e d e a e y e. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a reference to that. Yeah, Pretty but, good. Uh, all right. Uh, VGEmpire.com game music podcast. Uh, we're about to go into Rocktober, which is the uh, instead of bi-weekly, we will be weekly episodes of VG video game music related stuff. We just did a F Zero GX episode. We just did a Plock episode, and uh, there's a new episode coming out uh, soon. And then uh, the Rocktober begins. So stay tuned. Awesome. All right, well, until next time, Excelsior!